My name is Mo Quick. This is the Mo Show, and I have a super special guest in here. Um, his name is Welby. Welby, how do you is it a Selly? A Selly, yes. A Selly. Yeah. He is a real estate guru. He's here to teach us different ways to produce more streams of income while we sit back and chill. That's the best way to make money. Am I wrong? Uh. I wish it was that simple. But, no, you know. <laughs> no, no. And I'm, I'm not a guru, man. I hate that title. I, I'm, I just invest in real estate. I have a, a serious passion for real estate, and I want to teach the world. I'm how sorry, Webby. Are you humbling yourself right now? Because we don't do that on the <laughs> show. <laughs> you can't do that. We already seen your track record. Oh, Can we just go ahead and give you that title anyway? It's not self-induced. We're giving it to you. I appreciate that. Thank You're you so welcome. Much. You. You're welcome. Now, we're really excited to know how you went from security guard welder to all these different properties. Now you have classes. You're teaching at schools. How did you do that? A lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of mistakes. Mm. So I've been, through, I've been through a lot in this industry, a whole lot, and that's what I talk to the people about. I share my stories. I share my ups and downs. I give the good, the bad, the ugly of real estate. So I just I just share my truth of what, what took place for me in this business. How did you make that switch from working to finding a new way to work, uh, make your money work for you? Like, obviously, most people were employed. Most people are employed. And, and I want to stress that whoever got a job, keep your job, work your job, utilize your job as, as your first investor in whatever mm-hmm. business that you're doing. So, um, but I did realize that, a job only gives you but just so much to survive. It'll never take you over that hump. And I don't care if you're making the minimum of what um, society is making out here or if you're making six figures. You're only going to do but so much because there's a ceiling to whatever your employer is going to pay you. Ooh. So when I realized that, I just wanted to find other avenues of generating money so that I could um, make more money. And, and I, I like to always say get my back off the wall. And um, that's what I did. That's a cute term. Get your back off the wall. Yeah. What are you implying when you say that? I mean, listen, I know that Instagram, I know that social media, it's nothing but a highlight reel. And all you see is everybody pulling up and everybody is living this grand life. But then we all know that when the Instagram gets cut off or where or when you uh, get off, get, go home back from that party, that that lifestyle that you're portraying really isn't what you'd like other people to believe. I used to live like that, too. So mm-hmm. I had I had the fancy cars. I had the jewelry, mm-hmm. I had the uh, Gucci, the Louis Vuittons, and I was flat broke. The world didn't know that, but I was flat broke. And um, my back was against the wall. Mm-hmm. Had to pay these bills, had to pay uh, utilities, had to pay rent. And then when you feel the restriction of life happening, you know, I had to do something different, you know. And um, I, I did multitude of different things, but I always had a passion for real estate. So I started investing in real estate. But if anybody knows my story... It took me 13 years plus of, of, of trial and error and turmoil, being robbed, being abused, oh, being played to finally catch my stride and then build up the portfolio that I have today. Okay, because the courses that you have, is that to help us break past that 13 years or even with Listen, that? My, 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 I have, I'm big on receipts. Okay. Right? Um, I'm, not, I'm not with the... Saying something and it sounds good so I can sensationalize an experience so that I can get somebody's money. So my students, uh, for example, uh, Latoya and Kevin out of Virginia, they did this year alone in the last 11 months over a half a million dollars in net profit. And you could go on my gram and watch my gram. You'll see it. I post it up 
real receipts. And what happened is that uh, Latoya, for example, is a realtor. She's been a realtor for a number of years. Mm. Her husband also a sister in that. But what I love to tell people in this industry, you have to understand that a realtor, a contractor, an attorney, a mortgage lender is not an investor. They don't understand the mindset of an investor. Mm. So what I was able to do with them is to help them uh, with the shift and the approach of this business and how to strategically build the process to then invest strategically for them to do what they're doing today. So what they did today, what they've done to date in the last 11 months took me 13 years to figure it out. Wow. So um, that's what I'm doing, and that's what my goal is, is to shorten the learning curve of people because you don't have to go through what I've been through Mm -hmm. if you utilize other people's experiences that are truly interested in seeing you um, grow. Um, your, your, Your learning curve should shorten. Okay, because you have not only your online classes, which is the ultimate guide, but you also have a college-style curriculum where you're actually speaking, like, in real time. So when it comes to your Flips to Profit Mastermind versus your ultimate guide, which one would you say a novice, someone who's just getting started, should do? Well, obviously there's different price points, but I don't really speak on numbers um, in regards to that. But the online course is a... Um, it's uh, 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 over five hours worth of modules with different steps with, within what I do within my business. That's a step-by-step process of exactly what I've done. But it's you're doing it at your own pace, and it's yours forever. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your iPad, your desktop. You can listen to it as a, as, as a uh, um, audio while you're driving. So, But you're doing that at your own pace. The, on, the, the mastermind, the Flips of Profits mastermind I put together is, is a college-style online curriculum. So it's live. Mm. So when it gets started, which the next one will be started in the next coming weeks, it could be every Monday and Wednesday, just like you was doing in school, but it's going to be online live with me. Mm. I lead everything. I'm not one of the, the people that um, you're, you're paying to have an experience with somebody, but then when you pay, it's their representative that shows up. Mm. I show up at all times, and I lead I lead the people with exactly what I've done and I'm doing today, step by step by step. And I break you down to zero. Mm-hmm. I break down the way that you think about this business. I break down the way you think about your, your mindset that you have or you, the lack of mindset that you have in this business. Then I show you exactly what I did from building up the team, your funding source, your contractors, your attorneys, and I show you how to pimp these people. I show you how to utilize these people. Oh, a lot of P word. <laughs> Listen, the, the reason why I say pimp is because here's the thing. What people hate that I say this, nothing in this industry moves without us. I don't care who's in this industry. So when I say us, I'm talking about the investor and I'm talking about the qualified buyer. Mm. All right. Nobody makes money without us. That's from the attorneys, contractors, mortgage lenders, whomever is in it. They cannot make money without us. So I'm a huge advocate for the investor. I'm a huge advocate for the first time home buyer or a primary residence buyer, because if the reason why I, I fight for us is because you guys can't make money without us. Mm. So why are you allowing these people to abuse you? Why are you allowing these people to take advantage of you? Where this passion comes from is because of what I went through. Mm. So if you remember, I said it's been 13, it took me 13 years to figure it out. My first 13 years of what I was going through, all I had was realtors and I had contractors using and abusing me. Taking advantage of me, lying to me, telling me what I wanted to hear, misguiding me on processes so that they could get my money. Then after I acquired a property and I owned the property, I'm on my own. Bye. So I've been through that. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's not just me. Most of the people I encounter have been through that. 
So most people understand what I speak on, but I'm, I, I speak on this from a position of what I went through. So I want, the, I want to empower as many people as possible to understand this thing don't move without us. If these people are not going to deliver what you need, what you need, how you need it, when you need it, you got to get rid of them. So, mm. Okay, so tell me this then, because when it comes to people that look like us in the other sense, just being black, you know, job, the job is literally our beginning, our middle, and our end. Like we grow up learning how to work a job, not necessarily how to... Because once you do real estate, you're like an entrepreneur. Like, that's your business. That's how you flip that money. So we don't necessarily have that mindset. So so how how do you break that um, idea of going and allowing somebody to give me money versus me going out and getting my own money? Here's the thing. When people say that they they don't want to work for somebody, when you really dig deep, they're lying. Huh? I'm explaining. But we really don't. I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. Um, I love LeBron James. Me too. He's great. Awesome guy. He's employed by somebody. Ooh, right? shade tree. It, I'm not being funny. I love him, and I, 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 and I respect it, but he's employed by somebody. Okay. So when somebody says that they don't want to work for somebody, when you dig deep enough, it's about the dollar. So then now you ask somebody, if I gave you an opportunity to have your business, you're independent, and you're going to make only $40,000 a year with your independent business that you work for nobody, or I'm going to give you an opportunity to play for the Lakers, and I'm going to pay you $30 million a year. Now you're making sense. Okay, so when people yeah. speak that, they're talking BS. Mm. When people say that, most of the time they like the look, the image of how it seems being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur, excuse me, is no joke. You're going to work harder. You're going to work longer. You're going to sacrifice more. You're going to be more stressed than being, being employed by somebody. But there's nothing wrong with that. I would really wish that people would stop this narrative that they're putting out, especially to the millennials, that you're a failure because you're working for somebody. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. Even me owning my business, I work for somebody. I'm working for the potential client that is going to buy my flip. Or I'm working for, I'm technically working for the tenants that rent my apartment. So when they're calling me up or they're calling my team up with issues, I got to get my butt up or I got to get somebody to address that issue. So I really wish that, especially for our new generation, that we would stop making them feel that they're failures because they're working for people because now you can see the effects of what's happening to them because nobody wants to work. Mm. You know, so... Okay, but even going back to, I love your answer, but it didn't really tackle the question. How do you change the mindset from being comfortable knowing that I'm having this paycheck coming in? I mean, is there a risk factor to being entrepreneurship? Like if you you leave your, you said at the beginning, keep your job. You said let your job be your investor. Absolutely. But at the same time. When you do side streams of income, it's really because you're trying not to have to go to that job. So at what point do you leave and how do you change your mindset? Well, here's the thing. I must say one of my biggest causes of failures is the lack of me betting on myself. That was my, my, my leading cause. So for a lot of the things that I share about my story and my journey, if you if you pay attention to my journey, I had to take blame for it, but I was blaming other people because of the mistakes I was making on betting on other people. So every time that it was time for me to bet on myself, so I've lost, I lost millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars through this entire process, mm. through debt, credit, actual monies. And every time it was rooted in, in the lack of me willing to bank on myself. So if you would have approached me and told me, Robbie, I got an idea and I got an opportunity, do you have $20,000, dollars $50,000? I'd say, bet, let's do it. 
But if I would have gotten the same opportunity and I would have bet on myself to put up that same 50 and me put in the work, I'd bail on it. Mm-hmm. The moment that I said, after losing all this money, everything I'm talking about is all documented. It's all legit, um, 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 could be verified of how much I lost. The final time that I lost, and I still lose today. Let's make that clear, too. Mm-hmm. I still lose today at times, and that's what happens being a business owner. The day I said, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself. And if anybody's going to lose this money, I'm going to lose it. I did it. And I was able to turn that into millions doing that. Okay. And how did you change the set of mine saying to yourself, I am going to bet on myself? When I did that, I tell a a, a real personal story, right? Um, Am I going to cry? I almost cried, but no. I, but I did cry, but I cried alone. I just did my makeup well. Baby. No, what I did, <laughs> what I did is uh, uh, um, one of the final impacts of what I've been through. Right, then I was lying to the world. As I said, I'm being honest. I was lying to the world. Then one day I'm in my home and I I just felt I needed to cry, literally. So I had a couple of people people in my house. I'm a man. I don't want nobody to see. Of course. So I walked out and I went to my bathroom. Mm. And let me tell you, man, you you know those snot nose shaking. <laughs> I've been type there. Of, yeah. I started crying. Wow. And when I'm crying now, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. Wow. So then I was fighting myself. And I said, Wobby, look at yourself. Wow. So I'm fighting myself. So then I, I forced myself to look at myself. And as I'm looking at myself, tears are streaming down. And I said, listen, Wobby, man, lot of the world, if that's what you have to do now, do it. You don't owe anybody anything. Lie to the world if you have to, but don't lie to yourself. Mm. And I knew the things that I was doing. I knew the lack of, 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 of sacrifice I wasn't willing to do. I knew that um, I was wanting other people's acknowledgments and, appreci- and appreciation and um, 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 e- stroking my ego versus my own. Mm. That was the day that changed for me, that mm. day. I washed my face, cleaned myself up, fixed myself, and I walked back out. Period. And that was a wrap. Wow, so you had to be that vulnerable 100%. with yourself. By myself. No, I love myself. I'm in love with myself. It's crazy. My, 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 my confidence in myself, there's nothing you could tell me I can't do if I want it. There's nothing I can't achieve if I want it, right? And, I, and you, when you understand, I'm first-generation Haitian-American, wow. all right? Me and my five brothers were, were, were raised in the projects in Brooklyn. Mm. This ain't no sob story. Mm. I'm not trying to say so I can make people feel sympathy for me or anything like that because guess what? There's a lot of people that have my same story, right? When I share my story, the reason why I share my story is that if I didn't have my platform on Instagram, if, if I didn't have that, I would be just a regular person walking down the street. You wouldn't know, right? This is what most millionaires look like, all right? Most millionaires are not pulling up with the fancy cars, granted, I have fancy cars. Most people, millionaires, are not throwing Rolexes in your face. Granted, I have Rolexes too. That's not the point. I want you to get your back off the wall. That fear of walking, literally living your life with one sheet, one foot on a sheet of ice and another foot on a banana peel, mm. and all you need to do is make one full slip move. And it's over. I've been there, done that. Understand something within my story. I got wiped out three times to zero. So when I started out in the business, I got wiped out three times in 2004, from 2008, and then by 2010, and then by 2012, I was wiped out to zero. Why, why did you invest everything? I wasn't investing everything. I wasn't investing properly. Mm. So it wasn't that I wasn't investing everything. There's a strategy to how to properly invest. 
So when people are investing, when I, I, li- I live in New York, so when I came to Atlanta to start investing, mm-hmm. I was banking on Atlanta because Atlanta was supposedly, quote unquote, a cheaper market versus New York. That's what they said. But guess what? I don't care if you went to Atlanta. I don't care if you went to Alabama. I don't care if you went to Florida. If you go in wherever you're investing with the improper mind state, you're going to lose just as fast anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was the issues that I had is that I was not understanding the game. I wasn't following the process properly for whatever my end goal I was expecting in regards to whatever I was attempting to do, be it if it's wholesaling, flipping homes, uh, buying and hold. I wasn't following the processes, so I kept repeating that. And you know what they say when you keep doing the same thing, expecting Insanity? a different... Correct. <laughs> Were you insane? Correct. Well, Yeah. But so, you look so sane now. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not insane, but I was doing... I was <laughs> just, just I was just. I was just... You know, you know when you think that... It's not possible, yeah. you know, then you start to really reflect on why it wasn't and why it mm-hmm. wasn't working. And um, when, I, when I finally just accepted that and then I just started applying things correctly, then I started seeing changes. And then I started, I started understanding that this is not a race. This is a marathon mm-hmm. and that this takes time. By the time I hit, quote unquote, millionaire status, I didn't even realize it. Why do you, why did you put the quotes around it? Because it's, it's all relative to the position that you win, Right. Because you can have a somebody that is living in the projects, that is satisfied with the employment that they have because the rent is so low and they're happy and they're freeing and they can do whatever they want and they feel rich. Then I know people personally that living in a 10,000 square foot home and they're broke is, you know. As that you they're can, considered the millionaire. Correct. So it's really, it's just, it's just. When I mm. said I didn't realize it, I was just working. Mm. My head was down, just working, working, working. And I wasn't, I just was putting in the work. Then one day I'm sitting with my my, my, my accountant and, and he's like, you know, and he hit me with it. I didn't even realize it was. Hilarious. You know, I didn't even realize I was. And then, you know, I just kept putting in the work with that. So mm. um, let me ask some technical questions. So for um, anyone listening who is literally trying to do what you're doing, they have a passion for real estate. They go and look at houses all the time. You just said something. You asked your accountant. You also said something about your team. Yeah. Is this something you could do alone? Um, on my Instagram, you only see me because I'm the face, but I can't do it by myself. My company, WA Property Projects, is mine, but I have a team of people that work for me. So I have a strong team in terms of the, the, con- the construction team that I have that's in-house that works for me. And then, of course, the accountants, the realtors that I work with and stuff. So you can't do it on your own. Or I suggest not trying to do it on your own, especially if you look in the scale. So I, I don't do it on my own. I have a team of people, but I'm the head. I run this and I direct. But at the same time, do you have to pay them? And do you pay them before you make your money, uh, yeah. after your money? How Listen, does that work? Can I make it clear with all the, of you new you investors out here? Us investors eat last. Oh, no. Everybody eats before we eat. Everybody gets paid before we get paid. You eat last. So I stress and I beg you, make sure you get the biggest part of the... I don't know if you eat pork. I love pork. No, look at this hair wrap on my head. (laughs) So if it's chicken, if it's beef, if it's shrimp, whatever you eat, make sure you get the biggest part of it because you took all the risk. But everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to get paid before you get paid. Wow. Wow. Interesting. So if you're starting, um, so let's do some numbers. Say I am working at a job that pays me $55,000 a year. That's probably somewhere around $1,000 every other week or maybe $1,500. Not that great at math. Um, And you're trying to buy a property. How feasible is that? 
Well, first off, that that's a wrong mindset there, right? Because what happens is is that I tell every everybody that you need to focus on your funding source, where you're getting your money from. It could be that you have a rich uncle. It could be that you hit the lottery. It could be that you're employed. It could be whatever you're doing. You have to identify and evaluate and accept that. By you understanding that, that then now is going to allow you to then understand where you can play. So for your question that you asked, with the numbers that you described, you cannot play in New York with that city. But you could play upstate New York. In Atlanta, you can't play maybe in the heart of Atlanta, but you could play on the outskirts of Atlanta. There's opportunity everywhere in this country. But what you have to do is don't lie to yourself. Go back to that again. Be honest with yourself in your position the way you act. Identify where you can play there and go play there. Get your weight up and then come and then start moving in closer if that's what you choose to do. So when somebody has an open-ended question like that and they ask, hey, I got $50,000, can I buy a property with that? I don't know. I don't know where you at. I don't know where you live. I don't know what your goals are. What are you trying to do? You flipping the property? You renting the property? I don't know what it is. So it's so much more to that. But people are just used to hearing a blanket statement and accepting it as that's supposed to be uh, for uh, everybody. For everybody. Then when you go out there, it doesn't work. And then you say, this is all BS. Mm. So that's the response I would tell somebody. Okay. And if 